0: The following was recorded at St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Richmond, Virginia. Thank you for listening. I did not sleep very well Friday night. I tossed and I turned and I wondered what an Easter sermon might look like. I was waiting for some sort of inspiration from anywhere, and usually the inspiration for Easter comes very naturally and very easily. I get inspired when I hear the organists practicing their festive hymns and working with the brass and working with the choir. I get inspired when I hear them rehearsing their hallelujahs and their joyful strains. I get inspired by the flower designers who cover every square inch of the place with lilies and tulips and all kinds of Easter displays. I get inspired by the Sunday school teachers plotting the Easter egg hunt. And I get inspired by those altar guild persons who pull out the brass and polish everything to within an inch of its life. It's easy to get inspired when there is so much energy around. But as we know, that same energy is not around these days. That's why I didn't sleep well Friday night, because I could not imagine what an Easter sermon would look like on this particular Easter. So, I prayed. I prayed, God, in these strange times, what do you want your people to know about the resurrection? And then God corrected me. I don't know if this ever happens to you, but sometimes God edits my prayers. And this time, the spirit led me to ask the question differently, God, In these strange times, what do you want your people to feel about the resurrection? What do you want your people to feel about the resurrection? And I think that you and I know that there is a difference between knowing and feeling. If I want to know about the resurrection, I will read a dictionary of theological terms So that's what I did. I turned to my dictionary of Episcopal terms and there beneath the restoration of things profane was a definition of resurrection. The belief that Jesus was raised bodily from the dead by God on the third day after Jesus' crucifixion and burial, exalting him to the near presence of God in eternal glory. So that's awesome. It's a great definition of resurrection, but it doesn't really talk much to how we feel about it. So how can we turn resurrection from something that we know to something that we feel? Well, let's turn to our scripture for today. We have to back up a little bit and remember that one week ago today, one week ago today, we read together the passion of our Lord according to St. Matthew. St. Matthew. Jesus was crucified, he breathed his last, there was an earthquake, and that centurion declared, truly this was God's son. There were faithful women observing at a distance. And then there's a part that doesn't get too much attention. After taking him down from the cross, they put Jesus in a tomb and rolled a great stone in front of him. Okay, no big surprise. But the authorities, the authorities were afraid that Jesus' body would be stolen. Right? Why were they afraid that his body would be stolen? Well, because that might lead others to falsely believe that he was resurrected. And so the leaders ordered the guards to watch over the tomb, make it as secure as possible. Pilate says. So imagine here we have a tomb with a very heavy stone rolled in front of it, and in front of that stone are guards guarding it. So Pilate made sure that nobody was going to get into that tomb, but Pilate did not make so sure that a body wouldn't get out of that tomb. Our story picks up this morning on that next day with Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, and evidently they did not sleep well that night either because they were going to visit the tomb in the early hours of the morning, and then they have their own Easter experience. We're told that an angel of the Lord comes bursting into the scene out of the sky, and then there's another earthquake. The second earthquake in three days. And this angel's garments were shining as white as any altar guild could have ever bleached them. The stone is rolled back. And then, get this, the angel sits on it. I think that's the most peculiar line in all of scripture. The angel sits on the stone. The one that's been protected by the guards. And now the stone is rolled away and the angel sits on it. And I kind of imagine that angel sitting there kind of like this. Yeah, that's nothing. That stone was easy. But something's going on here. Something is going on here. And I think this angel sitting on that stone is a symbol of God's claiming of this day. It is God claiming, laying claim to this experience. It is God laying claim to the fact that nothing is going to prevent God from bringing life out of death. God is claiming that no matter how hard the powers of the world try to keep death in place, resurrection is stronger. So resurrection isn't knowledge. Knowledge. Resurrection is an activity. I once heard a definition of resurrection that I really like. Resurrection, this person says, resurrection is the opportunity to get up and do life differently. It's the opportunity to get up and do life differently. So I think this gives us an idea of, Or the beginning of what resurrection might feel like. There's a particular feeling that we get when we're invited to do life differently. And I know you know what I'm talking about. There's a kind of combination of excitement and fear. And there's definitely a feeling of disorientation. There is a sense that in resurrection there's something to work out. And in the working out of it, we are given a new perspective, a new way of thinking, and a new way of traveling through the world. It may be that during the last few weeks, you have had a chance to feel resurrection. You have had a chance to follow your Lord as he leads you out and away from the tomb. During this strange time, you may have had an opportunity to try new things, to reconnect in old school ways with family and friends, to be in touch with what is really important, to reestablish your priorities, and to make decisions about what really matters. It's decision to do life differently Resurrection is when Jesus gets up on that morning and wiggles his toes and fingers and rubs his sleepy eyes. He does not stay in the tomb. He gets up and he leaves and he is on his way. And those women get a glimpse of resurrection. And what do they do? What do the women do when they see Jesus? They model how to feel resurrection. They cling to Jesus They grab him and they worship him. Could there be more of a priority for you and me during this time than to cling to Jesus and to worship? Could there be a better time to let the unimportant stuff fall away? Could there be a more important time to find what is truly the center of our being? They cling to Jesus. And then Jesus says, go and tell others, go and tell those others that I'm going to meet them in Galilee. Resurrection does not mean staying put. Resurrection does not mean keeping Jesus where he is. Resurrection means following Jesus to places that might confuse us. And resurrection means following Jesus to places that call us to proclaim hard truths that are hard to speak and even harder to hear. Resurrection means taking care of the sick and giving hope and comfort to the hurting and the scared and the vulnerable. Where does Jesus lead the disciples today? Well, in just a few short verses, resurrection leads them. And they are led up to a mountain and these disciples see their resurrected friend and they too worship him. And then Jesus gives them that great commission to be more, to make more disciples, to baptize, to teach and to remember. To remember what? Oh, those words. Remember that I am with you always. Unto the ages of ages. Resurrection is not about knowing. It is about feeling and trusting in God's leading. And in this case, the resurrection is a call to continue to tell people the good news that death is not the end, that the tomb does not get the final say, and that everyone, yes, everyone has the opportunity to get up and do life differently. Today, we have been given an opportunity to do this Easter differently And I miss desperately all of the energy and the activity and the preparation and the polishing and the flower arranging and the hundreds of people who would be filling this space right now. But do we really need all of that for resurrection to happen? No, we do not. Friends, I did not know that this would be what our first Easter together would look like. But it's not so important what we know or what we don't know. The importance lies in what we feel. I'm not so concerned that you know that much about resurrection. But I do want you to feel much about resurrection. And what is it that I want you to feel? I want you to feel the presence of Jesus in your life. I want you to feel his arms holding you when others cannot. I want you to feel his feet guiding you when all direction is lost. I want you to feel his attention upon you when you feel alone. I want you to feel his words speaking into your heart as he always has and does and said twice this morning, do not afraid, My friends, even though the pews are empty this morning, I still feel your spirit here today because I know where you sit. I know Mark sits over there and Linda sits back there and Bishop Spong and Christine and Ellen sit there and Yvonne and Sonny, they sat over there. Even though the church is not flowered with lilies and tulips, the fragrance of new life is all around. And even though the altar guild couldn't put the polish on the silver the way that they only they can do, <laughs> the silver is still reflective of your love. And even though we can't all be together, we will come together as one body around this table As bread and wine are broken and shared. And that angel is still bursting in from heaven, as that angel did that day, sitting on the stone and saying, God is here. God is laying claim to this experience. God is laying claim to the fact that nothing is going to prevent resurrection from happening. So let's get up, Christians, and do life differently. Let's get up, Christians, and offer continual worship to our God. Let's get up, Christians, and be a people of hope, justice, and love. And let us feel the presence of the risen Jesus, who will be with us as he ever was now and unto the ages of ages. Alleluia. Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah.